Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we're chatting with my new friends, Ernesto and Gina Lopez. So have we talk a lot about on this podcast, or I've mentioned it many times, vision boards. And it's something that I have. It's something that I believe in, but having a vision for your life and where you want to go and the dreams God's placed on your heart. Well, uh, Ernesto and Gina have a vision board for their family. So I just met them for the first time just a few weeks ago, uh, several weeks ago, I guess now. And they told me about this, what they're doing in their family. And I said, you guys need to create a course or a membership around that. And so they are. And so I'm excited to be helping them build that out, which is uh, awesome because it's going to bless so many people. But as you know, on this podcast, I like hearing people's stories. And so they came on and talked about their story of how Ernesto had to leave the military because of, because of a medical diagnosis and then out of a job and, um, you know, having to start a brand new business and uh, just lots of golden nuggets on this episode. Things like, you know, you're either living life by default or design. And I would rather live by my life by design. That's where the vision board comes into play. Like, what am I going after? What am I here for? And uh, having a vision board, going through that process will help you figure that out. But there's just so much. Uh, I wrote down, I took a lot of notes from this episode, learned a lot from them, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Here's my interview with Ernesto and Gina. All right, guys, welcome to Streams of Income. Thanks so much for doing this with me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank Thank you. Uh, we have Ernesto and Gina Lopez. So um, I found, I got to know these folks through Terry Savile Foy Ministries. Terry was on my podcast, but I, I attended the, the next conference and was up on stage talking about Terry's Echelon program. They signed up and I'm involved with helping Terry grow that and just make that a better program. So they're uh, students of that as I am too. And so we uh, got to know each other because you guys are launching some really cool stuff that we'll talk about uh, with vision boards, with families, which um, vision boards are a big thing for me. It's uh, got to have that vision out in front of you, but let's talk about your, your business, your story. And so you guys just start wherever you want to start and tell us about yourselves. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, baby. I want, I want my wife to start off. All right. <laughs> um, well, I, I always like to say that, um, we were your, you know, traditional workers in the sense of, you know, my husband was in the military for 20 years. Um, I worked in the nonprofit world, so we loved that life. We enjoyed it. Um, just like anything else, it had its good and its bad and its yeah. rewarding moments. Um, and we loved that life. We really did. We, there was, you know, most people say, oh, working for corporate is this horrible thing or working for somebody's horrible thing. But we really enjoyed it. We did well in what we did. Um, we loved it. And um, unfortunately, about six, seven years ago now, actually in July, it'll be seven years ago, my husband had to have a kidney transplant. And so he had to medically retire. So our world was changed in 90 days. Um, wow. Everything we knew, everything that we thought we still had about five more years to be in the military. So my husband can get into his, the command that he wanted to do. He was a, a major and wanted to make it to Colonel. And, you know, we had about five more years to plan it out and um, it didn't happen. It, it changed our life. I mean, literally in 90 days. So mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of planning to do. There wasn't a lot of uh, ways that we could really um, make changes or do anything. It was really out of our control. And so uh, without, 
you know, making it a super long story, you know, through that we moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area at that point. And everybody in this area is like an entrepreneur, had multiple businesses. And um, since my husband was um, on dialysis and was leading a kidney transplant, he couldn't do a traditional job. And so we say that um, we started this business on accident, but our success has been on purpose um, because it never was something that we dreamed of doing. Um, We laughed that we never even sold candies. We never literally never had any of that background for us. So um, we embarked in a whole journey that we had never seen um, and it changed our life. Um, And um, it's been it's been a journey, but it's been a very rewarding journey, um, you know, and we're just helping people in a different way at this point and then finding other ways to keep helping in that sense. So cool. that's my side of the story. That's my vantage point. Uh, I don't know how my husband sees it. Um, well, if I can jump in here. Babe, yeah, but it, so the the big thing for me is that, that I entered the military when I was 19 years old and um, I retired when I was 40. And that the military was my identity. That's who I was. It was the DNA of, of, of everything that I was, you know, getting up early in the morning working out, um, mm-hmm. you know, having authority. And then it's taken away from me in 90 days. And for pretty much a good two, two and a half year period, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to find myself, trying to find myself in corporate, um, you know, different organizations that we that we are part of at church and men's groups and things like that to, to try to find that camaraderie again. And it was, mm-hmm. uh, there was a huge loss of identity for myself. Yeah. And then it was, it was a struggle for me. And and I know that a lot of people that, that exit the military and retire that have spent their entire lives there, um, they go through the same thing. And, and there's a, there's an identity crisis going on where you're trying to rediscover yourself and figure out who you really are. Yeah. Um, and that's some of the things that, that we're going to talk about. Uh, today hopefully yeah. and um and we got actually got into the financial world um through a friend of mine who reached out on the day that my son was born and he said hey ernesto what what do you got going on these days and i said well um my baby just was just born i was holding him in my arms when he called when he texted me and we were still in the hospital room and he was like well um i you know, I'd started this business and you know i was checking to see if you were interested in, in joining me mm-hmm. and and i was kind of thinking of leaving corporate already and doing something yeah. on my own. And it was like the perfect timing, perfect storm, everything aligned at the, at the yeah. right time. He caught me at the right moment. And, yeah. um, and I jumped in with both feet and almost simultaneously to that, uh, I started dialysis. And so mm. it was the perfect timing for my health situation and all the other things that were going on in our lives. Mm. And that was the seed that we needed to, uh, to launch and fast forward. You know, this was in uh, 2016. So now we're, you know, six years into this and, um, and we're some of the, the top people in our entire company, five rings financials. Our company. Awesome. Um, uh, last year we were number nine overall in the company out of 15,000 representatives and okay. number three of the year before. So we've been in the top 10 for like the last two years, but it's a lot of work to get there. Wow. Um, and so our journey has been, um, uh, dramatic and, uh, there's been plenty of obstacles, ups and downs. Um, yeah. You know, not 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 sure if this is going to be the, our long term path, and um, but, but I'd say the one constant is that we work together, and we've worked on a a common goal to get there and to work together as a team. Even just yeah. getting out of the house in the morning is it takes a lot of teamwork to get <laughs> yes. to get our kids out of the house, and right? it's, uh, but we're always doing this together, and that's yes. to me that's the common theme. And when we're apart, like this past weekend, I went to New York City. And we feel like we're disconnected and we're off balance because we're away yes. from each other because we're so used to being each other around each other all the time. 
That's so true. That's the same way with me and my <laughs> wife too. Wow. Um, I want to ask you real quick. So when being a, um, you're the provider, you know, you men usually you see yourselves as the provider of the home and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, without talking the actual dollars did, um, and the military takes really good care of folks. Um, but did you, did, were you facing a, a massive pay cut, um, as well during that time? From leaving the military or yeah was there i mean Actually, I know you probably got a pension and stuff but are, was there a certain were you was that was there some financial stress as well during that 90 days like in no okay. not initially so um i have my pension and then i, I stepped into a six-figure job and okay. so it was actually it, it increased our income oh for, nice wow for that for that nine-month period and then as That's soon so as cool. i left I left my corporate job because I, I couldn't work. Then we felt it. Then you felt it. Then we felt it. It was a 60% drop in our income. And so we, then wow. we really, really felt it. What was the, uh, what was the time frame between dro- leaving your corporate job um, to uh, becoming your, the financial advisors that you guys are now? It was, uh, it was I mean, almost, it was almost simultaneous. Simultaneous. Cause oh, okay. I, he reached out to me before I, I left. Okay. But it and, took you some time to build up that business. Oh, absolutely. Like you, oh yeah. Like- <laughs> it took a, uh, we didn't know anybody in the dallas fort worth area we had like i said we're coming from you know networking out here was not a word that we had ever heard of you know in the military even in the nonprofit world where Uh you network with other other ministries or other community members but not in the level of networking when you're trying to build a business of or the way you got to network it was a whole different thing Mm -hmm. at that point so your income dropped 60 percent. and how long did it take you to get it back up to where um it it was even with your your corporate job that you just left approximately i would say so i and this is what we always tell entrepreneurs who are trying to you know find this you know entrepreneur world that seems so glamorous um (laughs) and it does have its glamorous moments um but i would say that um in the seven years, there was a year that he was working part-time and I was working part-time like at different times because we, our goal, you know, and we'll talk a lot, we had a vision, right? We wanted to pay off our debt because mm-hmm. once he got sick and, you know, thank God that he got a kidney transplant through a lady through our church, like mm-hmm. such a beautiful story of how God really was mm-hmm. taking care of us. Um, but then, but even though we, cause we didn't have any debt, we literally, when everything happened, we were living what you're supposed to do, you know, have the right investments, do this, um, uh, you know, don't have any debt. We were living that, you know, and so when it all of a sudden is taken away from you and all of a sudden there's debt and there's all these things coming your way, it's like, mm-hmm. we're never going to get out of this. And so um, I would say for the first two years, we were both one year he was working, one year I was working, but we had a goal to pay off the debt first. Yeah. Um, so we wouldn't add more debt to our um, the business because, I mean, you have to put some money into that. And so mm-hmm. I think once that money was, that debt was paid, then I think I was at almost year three, almost four, I feel it finally where our head was above water um you know and so and then of course we got better with with our money what we need to do what we got to change what are some things that we just habits that we had to change that we didn't know we had and so um a lot of learning um happened four years of working uh yeah yeah one one thing that that i want to um i want to emphasize here is that there's a lot of people that have gone through the same health situation as us and it may not be a kidney disease it could be cancer or anything else Mm-hmm. And one of the stats that we share with our mm-hmm. in our classes and in, in our money one on one classes in our one woman wealth is that sixty percent of bankruptcies happen because somebody gets sick. So you mm-hmm. could be doing all the right things financially. Mm-hmm. You could be doing on the right path, yes. saving a good amount of money, doing fifteen twenty percent of your income into a investment type vehicle, and get sick. And then 
now you're spending all of your, your life savings in order to keep yourself alive wow. um, and to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that, that we specialize in. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a, so one of the, as, as a comprehensive uh, financial plan, uh, we do something called a, a living benefits life insurance, which yep. and advance money out of a term policy to cover those needs. So if you got sick, like I did, they would have, if I had a million dollar term policy, I would have gotten, you know, multiple six figures, like $750,000 in cash put into my hands mm-hmm. because I had an end stage renal disease. And yeah. so those are something that a lot of people don't even know that exists. And so yeah. at a minimum, if you're, if you're covering yourself with that, you're going to protect yourself because most people are going to get sick yeah. before they die. And yeah. so, and technology medicine has advanced so much that people are staying alive. Even if they get a critical illness, they're still staying right. alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um, so you guys are, you, um, I want, this is how I talked about, like it could go so many different directions. I want to get into your vision <laughs> stuff because I'm sure that that'll be the answer to this, but absolutely, you guys are top producers in your company. And so, you know, whether I'm selling on Amazon or I'm, you know, building a personal brand, I want to be at the top. I want to, um, you know, I want to do well. What are some of the things that you guys have learned that have helped you do that? Like how, if somebody asked you, how did you get into the, you know, the top 10, of your company? Like how, what's the steps? I'm sure there's a lot of discipline and vision, which we want to get into, but what are some of the things, if you had to like list some of the, the keys to your success in your financial company, what would you say they are? Go ahead, love. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> um, for uh, number one is a vision. Like what I think regardless of what type of entrepreneur you want to be in whatever business, you got to know what that looks like um, income wise, time-wise what that's going to look like um you have the support of your family around you because for us it's good because we're doing it together and we can kind of you know come together and say hey here's some things that we're going to look at this is the season that we're in here's what we got to do or we got to change um i mean it takes time even working together but if you're working by yourself and you're like i want my partner my spouse whatever to support me then you need to know where you're going so they they know what to support and so early on when i mentioned debt was the first thing we wanted to pay like that was like the vision of it. We got to pay off this debt yeah. first. And your vision um, changes, doesn't it? Because you once you hit yes. that, once you got debt free, now then it's like, okay, now we want to do this. And now you get there. Okay, mm-hmm. now I want to do this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If I can jump in right here, babe. Um, yeah. One of the things that, and my wife has, has I believe God had put, gave her this revelation way before he gave it to me. Um, because the we talk about vision and a lot of people hear this vision, you got to have vision, you got to have vision. And they don't know what that means. Um, Michael Todd says that if you don't write it down, then it's just in your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot of people say, well, I have a vision, I have a vision. Okay. Well, show it to me, you know, show me what you have. And my wife had written down, we're debt-free, we're paying this off and, and, and step-by-step how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we, this, this whole vision thing came to life for us, um, she already had it in her heart and she was leading us in, in that vision and saying, no, we're going to be disciplined. We're going to uh, make a sandwich before we leave the house so that we can be debt-free uh, and not go eat out at, you know, every time we go to a network or meet with somebody, and so writing it down is a key part to mm-hmm. the vision piece. Cause if you don't write it down, it's just in your imagination. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So th- I would say, yeah. And that was a big thing is just understanding at first, what's the vision. So you know what you're working towards. So when you have those 
those days when you're like, man, this is hard, then it's in front of you, right? We're paying off debt. We're taking the sandwich to work because we're paying Mm, off debt. Like it's going to pay off way sooner. It's your Um, why. The why am I doing it? Yeah, it's our why. Yeah, And there's Um, resistance too. I mean, we we felt a lot of Oh yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like we were like, yes, we want to do this together. We had the same vision, but when we're trying to do it together, it's just Uh like, it's painful. You know, it's easier to drive by the Chick-fil-A, you know, um, it's just it's just natural human trying to change their habit but i would say the vision is the first thing knowing what that looks like because in entrepreneurship um everybody just gets very caught up and i want to be the million dollar producer i want to do this like you could have a very good our our ceo is good i always saying a c uh, entrepreneurship has a very great middle class a great hundred percent two hundred hundred percent hundred thousand two hundred thousand like there's a good you know very good middle class that you can live very well you don't have to be a number 10 you don't have to be a millionaire you could live a very comfortable freedom life um, on entrepreneurship but i think we get so caught up on like just a glamour big one million or millionaire whatever versus understanding like there's a big why thing in there so i would say that has been the big thing um two i would say um making sure you have the support so like in our case it's our family we got to know the season that we're in um and being honest is like hey like the kids are in summer this what are we going to do how are we going to handle this um who's doing what right and so that way it's not one person that feels the load um you know it's a combination and then number three i would say um that i see and it could just be uh, my husband might have other things but what i see is we we meet every week you know and it took a while to meet of where we're at what is the goal financially let's look at the stuff now um because it's the little changes that get you to those goals right it's not it's not the one leap quantum leap it's literally one step at a time um but having those hard conversations whether it's with your spouse or your coworker or your partner in real in business you have to have those conversations yeah Mm. yeah and i think that exactly what she said worded another way is visit with your vision often Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things, and I have mine right here next to me, I have like, I have my vision board. Um, but when we do our, our weekly, our weekly meetings, we sit down and we, we revisit this. Um, and we say, Hey, what's, what's the vision, you know, mm-hmm. write it down and make it plain so that, that he that reads it can run. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're reviewing it. We're, uh, we're looking at it. And, and one of the things we started doing recently is when we do that before we, uh, we, we meet, we talk about some things that we're grateful for in our lives, um, so that we get ourselves in the right uh, frame of mind, because when you start talking about finances and you start talking about, um, you know, business strategies and we have different, different opposing ideas, uh-huh. um, there can be conflict. And so if we bring ourselves into a spirit of gratitude and gratefulness, mm-hmm. um, then we're less likely to, to fight with each other and, and have disagreements. Uh, and then the other thing that we started doing is we started forgiving people. So maybe there might be somebody that, that offended us recently or somebody that, mm-hmm. um, that maybe we're not on good terms with right now. We pray for them and we say, Hey, this is, we want to bring that that spirit of offense out and root it out of our life, so that way um, we can grow and we can get better. And so mm-hmm. that's helped us a ton. That's awesome. Yeah. Has any of your um, military experience brought into this? Like, I'm sure you know military. I think of rigidity, rigidity and discipline, and like you know, um, has that helped you guys too in this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's the uh, it's given us the structure. Um, yeah. And even though Gina wasn't in the military, uh-huh. um, she definitely gets the the remnants and the like the what would they call it the um like if there's a a blast radius (laughs) you know she 
she's gotten a lot of that and a lot of the discipline and the terminology and the, the way of thinking of taking territory. And, yeah. um, and so we see the world differently. Even when we do our, our presentations, mm. we're always thinking in, how are we going to increase our territory? How are we going to take dominion? How are we going mm. to, um, you know, basically say, this is our area that, that God has given us and, yeah. and take, take authority over it. That's so good. Man. And I would say that um, on the military side too, for my husband, um, my husband's a big thinker, like big dream. Yeah. So for him doing a business was not scary because he's like, I've done the scarier thing. Like this is like, we can go with it. Let's just run. Right. So for him, it's like, let's do this. Let's go. So I think having that ability to just like, let's just go with it and then kind of see it and then see, okay, slowly figuring out, Oh, this is our territory. This is what we can do. Yeah. But I think the other big thing that we've always told about ourselves, because the military forces you to be, is always be adaptable um, to the situation and the circumstances, because your life can change quickly. You know that you're going to be somewhere temporary and then it moves and then you move and then he deploys. And so like, you got to constantly be knowing what's around you. And so I think, yeah just that adaptability in our business has helped um, being able to be adaptable, you know, when things happen, when things shift or let's try this, let's try that um, yes. without being so scared of it because we're like, it's things are going to change. So we have to go with it. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the things, and, and I know that you're connected with a lot of entrepreneurs. So um, the people that are listening to this, if you're in business with your spouse, um, it's important for you to realize each other's strengths and, and weaknesses. My strength is, thinking big and say, let's, let's just go, let's build everything in flight. Um, and I've got this huge vision of where we're going and how we're going to do all these grand things. Yeah. And I know that it, it scares my wife. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you're not, you don't have a plan. How are we going to get there? Um, but when we, when she comes into the equation and says, Hey, let's put together a plan. Let's, so she kind of brings me back down to earth. Mm -hmm. I still have a big, a big vision, yeah. but maybe it's like in the, you know, the, the lower atmosphere instead of like up in the stars, yes. you know? And so, um, knowing the strengths of your spouse and knowing that your strengths and weaknesses work together is huge. Cause um, I believe that she's, she's kept me from hurting myself yeah. and hurting our family <laughs> financially by saying, Hey, let's think about this. Let's, let's really figure out if this is realistic and yeah. um, knowing what your, your wife, your business partner, whoever's strengths are is going to mm. help you and benefit your business, not hurt you. Mm. Mm. Well, and vice versa. I mean, it's the same thing with me. I could get caught up on the details, right? You know, you could be so caught on the details that you never do anything, right? Because like, I want to get this 100% yeah. versus just going with it and and just saying it it's going to work out, you know, it's going to work out. And so I think it's been a really good balance in those situations where I need to just go and then vice versa. There are moments he's like, I need to like pause. Yeah. Um, but even if you work by yourself, you need to know what those strengths and weaknesses are. And they're not, it's not right or wrong. It's just knowing that. Um, that we all have them, you know, and it's, it's important to know them and you don't know them right away. I think it took us a while to figure out. Cause I think in the beginning, it's like, well, why are we doing it this way? Why are you doing this way? And you're, there's a lot of this back and forth versus, Oh, cause you see the world this way. I see the world this way. Okay. How do we combine that? Mm -hmm. That's so, so good. We could have a whole other episode just on how to work with your spouse. Because oh, <laughs> if, if I can share a quick stat. So we, we were plugged into a community, um, for years, mm -hmm. um, one of the stats that she would always share is that um, just a traditional marriage that don't work together, you have a 50% chance of getting divorced. Mm -hmm. um, just those are the nationwide numbers. Okay. Uh, 50 percent of marriages fail. Wow. If you work together, it goes up to 90%. Oh my gosh, really? And so you almost have yes. to be, you have to be two times more diligent. You yeah. have to be two, two times more intentional about investing into your marriage. 
working on your communication skills, making sure that you understand how to get better at, at talking to each other and and drawing those those clear lines of delineation of mm-hmm. hey, we're not working right now. We're not talking about business. We're we're being husband and wife. Mm. That's so important. And um, when you're cognizant of the fact that it's hard, you could be yeah. headed down a path of destruction. And just the fact that you work together could end up dissolving your marriage. Um, yeah. You have to work ten times harder just to keep it together. Wow. Give me some quick tips on that. Cause I like, um, you guys are entrepreneurs. So you're always probably, I don't know if any of you are Ernesto, I'm sure you're like this, um, for sure. Cause you're, you're like me with the big picture. Um, let's, let's just, just start <laughs> flying and we'll build this plane as we're flying. That's definitely how I operate. Um, so how do you, um, if, I'm sure your brain's always thinking of new ideas or, or maybe you too, Gina, you're always thinking of All new business time. ideas and, oh, this would be fun. And it's hard to turn off the business brain. Um, <laughs> so how do you do that and be intentional about <clears throat> like, this is family time. We're, we're not talking business here. You want me to take that one? Go for it. And I'll, I'll just yeah. jump on. So uh, we've been very intentional about uh, investing. And when I say investing, I mean, monetarily investing into uh, our, our, our marriage, mm-hmm. uh, even early on before we could even afford it. Um, we were, we were paying money to get coached in our marriage mm-hmm. and, and learning how to communicate with each other. And we've been doing this for years. I'd say it's been five, six years now that we're every mm-hmm. single year, um, we're paying, you know, good money to go and learn from somebody that can teach us how to communicate, how to set those, those time periods, those blocks of, Hey, we're not talking about business right here. Um, to go on dates and and not turn it into a business meeting, yeah. Um, to not and to actually have some communication. One of the the yeah. biggest questions that that I think is so powerful for people that work together is, "Hey, babe, what what are your what's your biggest fear?" Mm. You know, ask your spouse what's their biggest fear, and then shut up and listen, mm. and not try to correct it, not try to fix the problem, um, not try to say, "Well, why do you feel that way? You shouldn't be feeling that way." <laughs> right. I'm guilty of that. Um, yeah. I'm guilty right. of telling my wife, well, why do you feel that way? You shouldn't feel that way. We've got this and we got this, but she's genuinely expressing a, a concern, a fear that she has in her heart. Um, and when you seek to understand your spouse, there's, there's uh, intimacy, there's mm-hmm. connectedness. Um, and you're not talking about business. You're talking yeah. about your feelings and the things that are inside of you. And it doesn't take that long. You could do that for right. 15 minutes, 30 right. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be at the end of the day so that you guys can actually feel connected yeah. and, when you feel connected, it leads to other fun stuff in the marriage. So um, that's another that's, podcast. Uh, that's a whole another podcast. podcast. But I mean, Not that's where the podcast. <laughs> that's where the intimacy is. That's where we actually feel it's in like, conflict. It's in the exactly. conflict yeah. moments. Exactly. But um, I think um, so. Just to like make that a very simple like idea for anybody who works together, or even if you don't, um, the people that help us a lot and they do conferences. They, um, it's our, our friend Dr. Brittany Lashu and her husband Josh Lashu, and their their motto is same team. And so whether you're having a conversation, remind yourself you guys are on the same team. And I think sometimes we forget that we are on the same team. And so um, when we're having conflict, we're always thinking we're against each other. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like um, that's kind of the thing. Like we're in the same team. We're on the, this business together. We're in this family together. We're in this. These situations are together. It's not a separate thing. And I think when we feel separated like that, then that's where more of that tension feels versus reminding ourselves like, wait a minute, we're married, we're together. Like we are in the same team. And so reminding ourselves that um, our differences in opinion doesn't necessarily mean we're an opposite team. Um, it just necessarily, it just means that, you know, we just see the world differently and it's okay. 
you know, we don't have to get it on each other's same page a hundred percent. Like you got to think like I do, or I got to think like you do. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the core part of it is we're on the same team and we're yeah. at this for the same vision. We're here for the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's a, a great book called uh, outwitting the devil uh, by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my, I would say it's my number one favorite book to read because it, it makes me realize um, how off, how we can drift off of path and, the enemy is always trying to get us to just to change course just a little bit. Um, and the whole premise of the book is he's, he's interviewing, he's, he's cross-examining Satan on the, on, he's on a witness stand and he's, um, Satan has no, no choice, but to reveal all of, his, all of his secrets. And he asked him, at what point did it, did you lose power over me? So Napoleon Hill is the one interviewing him. And he says, the minute that you formed a mastermind with your wife, I lost power over you. So like let it literally let that sink in yeah. that the minute you and your wife start thinking as one, you lose the enemy loses power over you because God put you together. You're thinking as one mind. Wow. And when you think as one mind, now you're not fighting against each other. You're That's you're good. you're saying, I'm not gonna acknowledge the principalities and the enemy forces that are around me. We're one person and the enemy literally loses hold of you. Wow. And that unity breeds a, a whole different thing in your family. Good things can flow out of it. Our mentor used to tell us that everything good in your business and your family um, financially comes from a healthy marriage. Yes. Everything springs out of that. And when you have that, you can be unstoppable. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I tell my wife too, that like, you know, we have a great marriage and we could always be better. I'm sure. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a great marriage too. And it, yes. but you're, you're seeking, you're working hard and actually investing time and resources to make it better. Um, but I, I, I tell her, I'm thankful for our great marriage because I can't imagine like, even if I was like 10 times wealthier than I am now, and if we had a horrible marriage, it would, life would be horrible. Um, it, it yeah. happens here at home makes a, makes or breaks my happiness. Um, yes. you know, I can't imagine having a hor- like hating, hating, waking up next to her, hating that, you know, oh man, did I make a mistake? Yes. If I, uh, and I know there's people out there and there's, you know, God can help you and fix your marriage. Um, so there's restoration available, but I'm just grateful that I don't have to, you know, that, that we're just, things are good there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to the vision, right? Um, yes. The vision of your marriage, the vision of your family. Um, what, do, what do you want it to be like? And I think that's something that we don't get taught a lot. And, it, and if you are in the church world, you know, our, our favorite you know, verse is, you know, people that have a vision perish and in the beginning as a new follower of God or Jesus is like, what does that mean? You know, there's, it's, it's kind of very high level thinking, I would say, cause you're kind of like, what do you mean you perish? Okay. You die. All right. But you don't understand that it, it could be um, like real death or just slow death, you right. know, in the small right. things. And so um, I think it's, that's where a lot of I would say for us is just like the vision of what we want for our family. And like I said, it didn't happen right away, but it's like, mm-hmm. man, vision is so important in, in family. And well, for us, we saw vision because we help people with money. So we're like, you have to have a vision for your money. You have to have a vision for your money. But naturally that opened up, well, do you have a vision for this? Do you have a vision for that? And it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's like foreign concept. Yeah. Let's dig into that. Cause that's exactly where I wanted to um, end up the podcast here and talk about, make sure we touched on that. Um, as much as deep as you want to. So we've had um, Terry on our mutual friend, Terry Savalfoy talking about vision boards and it's, and people are now, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people talking about it and having goals, but this is an actual, it could be an actual vision board, like on my wall, like I have it over here. You guys, you showed me yours. 
Um, it could be on your phone. It could be digital. Um, it could be whatever. It just needs to be something that you're seeing uh, a lot. Um, and we, we know it for personally, it's something, something that people know to do it as, um, as your own individual, but you guys brought it to another level and you have a vision board for your family. So tell me about what that even looks like. Yes. Um, so the kind of going back to our foundation is always God. Um, and so the Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Um, and so we always teach our family. Well, if that's true, then the opposite is also true. Mm-hmm. Where there is an abundance of vision, the people flourish. Mm. And, and so we know that if, if we counterbalance that and say, if we do have a vision and, and we're constantly talking about our vision and we're keeping it right in front of our eyes, then we're going to flourish and yeah. we're going to have, we're going to be able to accomplish everything we want as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be able to teach our kids vision. And when they have vision, then it reproduces itself. And then our grandkids will have vision mm-hmm. and, and it'll create a generation of, of Lopez's that are focused on vision mm-hmm. and they know how to create things out of their mind mm-hmm. and not just let the world happen to them. Yeah. Wow. How do you guys do a vision as a family? You just see me sit around a table and um, just have each, each person input. I mean, if I did that with my son, he'd be like, I want to be Iron Man. Like, well, okay. (laughs) So we'll put that on the, I mean, I'd still have fun. I want to, I want to, would want to encourage him in the process and not say, Oh, that's a dumb idea, Callan. Um, So what what does that look like as a family? I I can, I can imagine my wife and I sitting together and doing this. Oh yeah. Um, But when you've got kids involved, it gets a little bit more, you know, maybe weird. <laughs> like, yeah. If they're it's young. a little more complex, yeah. it's more complex and it's a little more, yeah, there's a little more things you have to handle, but just to rewind <laughs> a little bit. So we um, have enjoyed vision boards in the past. Um, I would say for me, where it really struck me was watching and following Terry Saval Hoy Ministries. And I had never seen her until seven years ago that she came to our church and she had all these props and she kept talking about vision and vision. And I was like, okay, like, I've never heard it this way. This makes a lot of sense. And I've never looked at my vision boards that way. And at that point I hadn't done one in a while. And then I think that the, um, I think maybe like couple, I would say like after that year, after he got my, my husband got his transplant and we were kind of, you know, in a good spot, so to speak. Um, we kind of just really started taking the um, this really seriously because at the, at the church we go to, our pastor always says we're either living life by default or by design. Mm. Um, so um, either it's just you're letting life happen for you or you're actually designing your life. And so with the business, you know, naturally you have to have some vision, right? Like you just have to have some goals. And so that part was, I would say, easy. And I think through the year we were like, okay, well, what does that mean for our family? And um, the funny thing is that my husband approached us, even though we, again, we both as individuals had understood vision, yeah. he approached our family one day. He's like, Hey, we're going to have a family vision board day. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I've always done vision boards. Like, why are we doing it now? You know, right. Right. Uh, you know, my, the lovely wife that I am. And so I was like, okay. And so we brought our oldest daughter. We have three kids. Um, at that time, we only had our two, our oldest is 24 now. And our, our, we have our six-year-old son and our two-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. And so he's like, he went to go get all the materials. And so when I see my husband, like taking that type of action, I'm like, okay, this guy is serious. Like he's really like taking this, um, like another level that I didn't expect because I'm like, oh, we're just going to do our vision board. Like 
normally you do mm -hmm. but he actually had it planned out and so he's like this is the day we're gonna do it i don't want you to cook i love i love cooking just I, i enjoy cooking um and so he's like we're not gonna cook that day here's what we're gonna do we're gonna sit around um and we're gonna have this plan now and i was like okay and so again my husband's a vision guy so for him to be like i have this plan i'm like okay <laughs> so he sits us down yeah. and you know he had uh he had written it down on word and said here's what we're gonna do and he literally outlined Here's what are pretty much what our core values are going to be. This is what we're trying to be as a family. Um, like here's what we who we are, and then individually we'll do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. I would say you know that first year we laughed because we we're kind of like me and my daughter are like okay, you know. Um, <laughs> but as the conversation started of like, well, what does this mean to you, Yasmin, who's at that time was you know 18, 19 years old, well, vision and what is it? What does God mean to you in the sense and having those conversations, Ryan? I think shifted so many things because you're like you don't realize that our kids are looking at things so different than what we are even though we're teaching them mm -hmm. or we're going to the same church we're talking about the same things yeah. but what it means to them at that point in their life and through their through their eyes and what god is doing for them is so different right yeah so that really just opened up for the last five years of like making it even different even a little more detailed of like well what do we stand for what is the word that we want to talk about and i know people know about vision boards and either you feel like oh it's a little woo woo or it's that doesn't work um because there are there is intention that has to be put into it and i think that's what where sometimes it's missed that there has to be intention it's nice to put the vision board together that's i say that's the cherry on top yeah um really it's the process and that's why my husband really detailed very well and his whole um heart behind it was the man has to be equipped you know how do you equip a family um it's okay that we're equipped to get differently with our vision boards but how do we bring all of that together and be like this is who we stand for and this is what we're about and this is what we want our little kids to be and so when you're talking about the kids it's like yeah you know they're little and they don't understand a lot of things but like even a, a basic thing that we put on our son's vision board and you might laugh and people might laugh about it but i'm like my husband my son for what since he was one brushing teeth was like pulling like I, every day was like, I felt like, oh my God, here's the biggest struggle of my day. He just would refuse it. And we just started putting it. Our son brushes his teeth, that he's respectful. Um, we, we put him to sleep because he doesn't like to sleep and neither did my little one. So it's like just the vision of like, they're going to be peaceful sleepers. They're going to stay asleep. They're going to brush their teeth. They're going to eat veggies. Um, bilingual is huge in our family. So they're going to be bilingual speakers. And so very kind of basic and of course i have like a spider-man for them i, I added them that they're going to be in sports we have them with reading books that they're going to be book readers right yeah. um so i'm saying a lot of those details but i'm saying it's the process and the conversation that you have um yeah. that really brings it together mm, that's and even, a lot, but you're good and even even when they're little uh, ryan they have desires in their heart to go yeah. visit places yeah. um You know, my son was, um, it's been probably three, three years, uh, three years now, two and a half years that we went to Colorado. Um, and he always calls it in Spanish. He says the Casa de Nieve, which means the, the snow house. Uh -huh. Um, but he always remembers the Casa de Nieve, um, because we, we planned out our, our vision. Um, we went to Colorado, we rented a cabin in the snow, um, and we did our vision planning there and in, in a different place. And that place is forever etched in his heart. So cool. And and so that anchors them to yes. remember that's part of their vision. And then we ask our kids, where do we want to travel this year as a family? Where do we want to go for our next vision trip? And then so 
every year we're already thinking about, well, th- we'd like to go to the beach or we'd like to go uh, to this country or wherever, um, but they have buy-in in it. And when they have buy-in, yes. then you have their attention. That's so good one. Gene, on some of the things you mentioned, like uh, they're going to be good sleepers and they're going to eat their vegetables. Um, some people would say, no, that's just, I mean, you're just kind of throwing out that that's like a, a big, huge, like, how do you, um, of course it would be nice for that to happen, but what are the, and this goes into any vision board. Cause I have some things on my wall that I, I know how I'm going to achieve it. And like, like working out, I know what I need to do to have a, a better figure and to feel healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, where does it come down to um, them becoming better sleepers, especially with, with the kid version of this? How do you, mm-hmm. what's the practical things to make that happen? And I know there's a difference between like, God, this is on my heart. I have, it's a, there's a place in your vision board for a vision for things that are like, I have no idea how this is going to happen. This is on yeah. my board. And <laughs> this is something that I just, I, I'm believing for. This is a desire in my heart. I have no clue what the steps are. Um, and so I'm just putting that up there as a, like, just like God, if you can make this happen, that's cool. But there's other things that like, I know what I need to do to make happen. So when you're with your kids, um, how does that look like? What does that look like with eating their veggies and, you know, sleeping better? So it's, it goes back to the intention, right? So if I say, um, verse eight, because our, our, both of our kids have, they're going to be, um, they're going to love books, um, Uh and have a picture of them. Well, guess what? I naturally take them to go see books. I Mm. naturally take maybe places that I don't necessarily, I mean, it's easier to take them to the park and we do do that as well because we want them to be outside people too. So we take them to the park, we take them to the library and we, we, we look through the books, we look through the books, uh, make sure that we model that behavior. So we, they make sure that we're looking at books and, and kind of having the conversation of the book books and why we're looking at it. Our, our two-year-old, she has her little books and I have them. I used to put them like in her closet. And this year I actually put them in front of her bed. So when she walks in, there's an intention of like, what am I supposed to do in here? Oh, I, we have books and we look at them. And, um, and, and I would say also when it comes to vision boards and even something that simple, I feel like sometimes even myself, I get in that pressure. Like I have to model it all day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's really just the intention of like, Hey, go bring a book or there is a time for reading. So it's summer and it's a little, you know, our schedules are a little crazier because they're out of school, but the intent setting the intention, um, putting veggies, you know, my son, there's, there's new things. He, this year, he loves salads. It's the funniest thing. He loves salads. He just, he loves a Caesar salad. And I mean, so again, I didn't do all this craziness. I just simply presented it to him. And of course he's going to say no in the beginning. I don't like it. And then he slowly started trying it. Oh, I like green beans. Oh, I like this. Um, you know, so it's just the intention that you're setting on the very basic things, um, versus feeling like you said, yeah, there's some things that are just going to naturally happen and God will put his hand on it and make it happen. And on the sleeping side, that's still, you know, with our little one, a little harder because she is too, but I have to still set the intention and we've changed her routine as many ways as we can. And it could just be because she's too, but I still want to set the tone that we're going to go to sleep and she's Mm going to be a peaceful sleeper and that she's not going to wake up through the night and just kind of allow that to be what it is without, you know, because a lot of times it's just more frustrating than it. Then yeah. you're like, oh, I got to wake up. But it's like, no, my daughter's a peaceful sleeper and she's not going to wake up. And we're praying at night that she's going to stay asleep. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. So that's- I said a lot for that, but oh, that's good. it's really setting the intention. And yeah. um, I forget the name of uh, his his name, um, babe, from um, Atomic Habits, the book. Oh, James, James Clear. James Clear, yeah. James Clear says when you're trying to set the tone, and that it, this, we just read that last, and I was like, set the intention in the room, right? So if I want my kids to be readers, make sure I put books around them, right? Where they can, they're visible, where they can see it. If I want them to eat healthy, I got to present those things 
in that room or what I want them to do at that point, just to make it a little bit more easier versus forcing it. Right. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to add um, is our kids are not at that stage in that life in their life where they have that, that thought of, okay, I'm going to project myself into the future. I'm going to start changing the way that I think. And it's our responsibility to control their emotions. It's our responsibility to, um, to speak into them, to teach them how to speak certain things over themselves. Um, Hey, I'm a, I'm a good sleeper. Um, You know, I'm a good reader and to help them and to coach them on how to speak life over themselves and to really project themselves in the Mm. future. Um, It's our responsibility to set the environment for them to have good habits. Um, One of the things I started doing with our son is he likes seeing one and sing two and there's songs in there that he likes. Um, And so I'll play a song for him in the morning and he automatically pops he out of bed. He loves music. And he, he starts loves getting, music. He starts getting ready. And I say, okay, we're going to play the song, um, the uh, the one from, from Sing. Uh, and uh-huh. and I'll say, okay, you have until the song is over to get dressed, brush your teeth. And, and, awesome. become, and it becomes a game for him. And he's, yes. he gets excited about it. And he's dancing while he's um, putting his clothes and his socks That's on so and cool. brushing his teeth. And um, But he knows he's the song's only like two minutes long. But now it becomes something fun instead yeah. of something that I'm, t- I'm, you know, getting mad at him, losing my cool, yeah. wasting all this time trying to, uh, you know, coerce him into doing what I want him to do when I can make it into something fun that he enjoys. Yeah. And so you really have to understand your kid's personality, too, yes. because he's a fun type of personality and music moves him. Mm-hmm. Music. And so if he hears music, he's in. That's so he's cool. Up. That's awesome. All right. How does this, um, your vision board, because you guys are teaching a course on this that I'm excited for, because that's going to change a lot of families, but what's been um, pre-vision board for your family? And you said you've been doing this for five or six years now. Mm-hmm. What does your family life look like now that you don't think mm-hmm. it would have looked like had you not done a family vision board? Wow. Um, fruit. Um, you just you just have to follow the fruit. Uh, if you're not a believer in this and you're like, oh, that's hokey, um, do it. Have some faith. Mm-hmm. Um, write stuff down. Yeah. Uh, write things down that you, you're believing for and then take action behind it. Um, Terry Savelle always teaches us that you can have a vision, but you have to apply some action to it too. And, right. Um, and, to, and start doing your part to, to manifest this. Can't just sit in your, in your room and hope that it's going to happen because you put it on a vision board. Right. You have to actually get, get yourself out there and have some activity that, that surrounds your, your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that. Well, can you take me back to the question? Cause I kind of, yeah, just like, what are some things that have happened in your life that yes. you were, um, just like, what does your family look like now that you, you don't think it probably <laughs> would have looked like had you not had a vision board. So the, just to put things into context, when we first started doing vision planning days, uh-huh. we had no, we had very little money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did it at our kitchen table. Um, we ordered pizza uh, and it was just our family just sitting around our kitchen table, just talking about our dreams and where mm-hmm. we wanted to go. Um, and you fast forward three years after that, and we're going on a trip to Colorado and renting a cabin and, and not putting it on credit and paying for all of it in cash and, yeah. and having the time of our life and then thinking and planning in Colorado, what we're going to do the following year. Yes. And then we go to, to Cancun the following year. And it, it's like every year the, the vision gets bigger and, yes. and there's so much fruit in not just our lives, but in our kids' lives yeah. um, to see my 24 year old, you know, go on a. Um, on a, a foreign exchange study abroad, uh, study abroad um, you know, that she put on there that she didn't even realize that she put on, on her vision board in it. And There's she manifested a little it. picture she put. Yeah. yeah. She manifested it in her own life. And, 
Um, wow. There's been instances where, you know, she got a job that she was believing for and mm-hmm. all things that we put into our, our vision. And when we first started again, you know, we're in debt, trying to pay off debt. Um, we're 100% debt free now. Wow. Uh, we, bought a, we bought a house, um, a, a really nice house in, in the North Lake area. Um, we're, we're living, you know, well below our means. Um, we're still top producers in our company. Um, you know, starting this business, um, our marriage is flourishing. Um, just so many good things in our life that, that we're proud of. And we don't want to take credit for it and say that it's because of just our vision. We know that God is behind this, but yeah. when our vision aligns with God, yes. um, there's fruit. And when you see fruit, you're going to keep doing it. Yes. Mm. Um, and if I can add to that, um, I would say on like basic things, sometimes, you know, a lot of, again, our detailed people like myself is like, all right, okay, you went on trips. So what else? Like, give me some details on what other things have happened. And so um, marriage for us is a big thing. So we made sure that we were intentional. Like, what does marriage look like um, for us? Well, we want more intimacy. And that necessarily mean that it means, you know, we need to hold hands a little more. And that's the vision. Um, make sure we're touching each other. Um for three years, I had it in my vision board that I wanted an Infinity um, QX80, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pay a cash. For three years, I had that on my vision board, yeah. and it was like we. And when it happened, I literally got any when we went to go get it. I sat on there, and it was like I know Terry Savell talks about it. It's like, oh, do you, are you shocked at what happened? It's like no, literally when I sat there, I knew that like it was always mine. Like I knew it because I had envisioned it. Yeah. I knew how it was going to be. It. I had already sat in one, yeah. and so it was like, yep, this is my car. Um, and we paid um, it in cash. On our, and we paid it in cash, like exactly. And we, there was a certain amount that we said, we're not willing to pay more than this. Yeah. Um, we paid that in cash. Our debt was one of the big ones. Um, serving at our, in our ministry, you know, we did our marriage ministry. Um, that was part of like something that we wanted to be a little more intentional in the marriage ministry. And so, yeah, we took action a lot of that, but God did put vision into a lot of other things and people and friendships that came out of that. Um, the last two years, I've been very intentional in putting that I want to have the best neighbor um, in my neighborhood. Like I, I have a lot of good friends, but I'm like, I want a great neighbor next to me. Like that's my vision. It's like, so I say all that because it's easy to look at the, just the monetary side, like the house, the car, the vacation, but it could be as simple as like, man, I just want to make a really good friend in my neighborhood that has kids the same age that we can do life together. Um, or it's maybe you're the first time going back to church. We have um, our daughter two years ago brought her friends to do their vision board with us. And I mean, and they loved it and seeing uh, their stuff happen. Yeah. Um, it's just really neat to see because some of it is just very basic. Our daughter right now, 24, she this year put it so plain on like the type of man that she wants, what yeah. kind of you know marriage she wants. Yeah. And it's interesting of how just things align and God removes a lot of the stuff that shouldn't be in her, her life to allow that to happen. And so, cool. again, it doesn't have to be the big stuff. It's literally your small things that I think sometimes are just more important than anything else. Yeah. So you guys have had people that have come to you and said that or have taken notice on your life and they've, they've heard of you do vision boards and think it's really cool and have encouraged you. Even before I met you, um, you said people were coming to you saying that, that you should teach this process. So you decided to do that. So tell me about your vision for your membership community that you're going to do and then tell people how they can jump in. We had a, a lot of people come to us and say, hey, you should. I can hear you. I would love to pay you to come and and coach us on how to do these this vision planning um, for our families and, and to really understand how to piece this together and you know give us the nuts and bolts of how this can happen and yeah um, and then we we visited with you and you're like that should be a course this should be an online course and so that's where really it was birthed and and really just the fact that you spoke that and 
Um, and it was like a light that went on inside of us. And, we, and it was never the intention to monetize this. It was never the intention to, to create modules or anything like that. It was for our family. And again, fruit will attract other people. Um, yes. We've had friends that have asked us to go on our vision trips to when we went to Cancun and they accompanied us. And those two families that came with us. And I, I, I probably should have noticed it then. Um, but there was, there was fruit that people were seeing yeah. and they said, Hey, I, I want to be part of this. And then to see people come say, Hey, I want you to coach me. I want you to teach me on how to, um, how to be part of this, uh, this, this vision planning stuff. Um, there was, just, there were indicators that, um, people wanted what we were, what we were doing. And, um, awesome. that was, that was, it was beautiful for us. And then you were just like the, the person that pushed us over the edge to say, Hey, you can actually turn this into a course where people can benefit from it. Yeah. And, and that's how we put this together. So we're, we're calling it vision one Oh one. Okay. Um, and that's how we are going to um, teach people the basics of, um, not just having a personal vision, but really teaching your family how to, how to have a vision and how to create their own vision for themselves. Um, and then bringing it together collectively so that, um, when you, when my daughter who, when we first started, this was 18, uh-huh. Um, when she says, Hey, I want, I'm believing for these things in my life. Now we get to come into agreement with her because we know when two or more come into agreement that we can do anything. Mm. Um, we can create something out of nothing. And now we are aligned with her vision. She's aligned with our vision. Yes. Um, and then the, the long-term goal on this is that it creates generational vision that yeah. our, um, our kids are understanding how, how this is going to work. Our, our kids uh-huh. are creating vision. And then when my grandkids are born, um, when son-in-laws come into the picture, when daughter-in-laws come into the picture, they're coming in and they're understanding our culture so that it, it creates more fruit. And when people see fruit coming from my kids, mm-hmm. um, from our kids, from their kids, and from and it just creates uh, generational um, fruit, mm-hmm. uh, I believe our family will be unstoppable. And that there's a lot of craziness in the world. There's a lot of people that are trying to dictate what our vision should be in the world. Yeah. And we're not going to stand for that. We're not going to be the family that just lets the world happen to us. We believe mm-hmm. and we teach our kids that we're going to happen to the world. Yes. And that's something that is so important to us. Um, and I believe that our kids will lead when there's chaos, that our kids will have enough vision that they can lead through the chaos. And they'll be the people that are, mm-hmm. um, that are being transformational during times of chaos, during times of uncertainty. They'll be the people that will rise to the top because of their vision. Amen. And so that's, that's what we're doing. That's, That's the long-term cool. vision. And, um, but this doesn't, this doesn't grow in your heart the first time you do it. Once you start seeing this and seeing the impact of your family, you'll say, wow, this is way bigger than yeah. just doing, this is a product. This thing is, it's a, it's, this is an end, an end state of, yeah. of putting your ideas on. It's the praying, it's the thinking, it's the, the praying over your kids and the mm-hmm. speaking life over them and, and telling, bringing the greatness out of them that, that really makes this worthwhile. That's so cool, man. Um, she just texted, said that her internet went out. So that's okay. <laughs> we're, we'll, we can continue. We're She's- good. No, we're good. I got, uh, we, got, I think I got what we need here. This has been awesome. Um, the link will be in the show notes for Absolutely. your new program. And um, I'm excited for you because I think it's going to just bless a lot of families and yes. it's unique. Um, I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about vision boards, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there, but and you um, are creating something that's going to bless not just individuals, but families and then their legacy. So it's super cool. I'm excited yeah. to help Absolutely. you any way I can. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to add, and I, I don't think we, we mentioned this, is that yeah. um, that we are aligning with uh, the, with Terry Savelle Ministries. Yes. Um, and 
um, because of our alignment and because of the alignments through you and, and her, um, the, uh, the Terry Savelle um, vision course is going to be included yes. um, for our, for our members for free. And so if you, uh, if you're listening to this and you hear about our vision course and you're excited about it, um, when you sign up for our course, you're also going to get Terry Savelle's uh, vision course for free. Yes. Uh, and really that's for cool. the, uh, for the people that sign up in the first three months. So we're yep. really excited about getting this launched and, and really helping lots of families um, and teaching them how to lead. Um, there's yeah. a lot of things that we're going to do in the future and uh, guests. And uh, we're just really excited about what this can grow into. And uh, we know that the sky's the limit because we Amen. have vision. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on with me and uh, Absolutely. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. We'll stay in touch and I'll, um excited to see your membership launch. So yes, sir. sir. We, we love you. We love the fact that you're, um, you're aligned with us and you're yes. such a blessing to us and, uh, thank you for everything that you are and who you, what you bring to to our family and to the marketplace as well. My pleasure. God bless you guys. All right. Likewise. Bye bye everyone. See you next week.